Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott. And I'm Deanna Chapman. I knew you were going to do that. How could I not? (laughs) How could I not, man? So we are doing an extra episode. Yeah. Some may call it a bonus. That's usually what we call it. I don't know why I said extra, but it's an extra bonus. Mm -hmm. And we're releasing it to everyone because we love you guys. And... uh, We don't want to just put it on our Patreon account because we want you guys to get a taste of what you're missing if you're not already on Patreon. Uh, That is about all I have to say about that. (laughs) Well, why don't we introduce our guest, who just happens to be the executive producer of the show, our editor and mixer, Deanna Chapman. Welcome to the show! Hello! We should note that I'm not on every bonus episode, though. No. That's not a thing you're getting. (laughs) (laughs) she's trying to weasel her way out of it (laughs) wait you're not (laughs) Uh, uh, um well deanna i was going to explain to our lovely audience why we have you on the show today (gasps) but i think it'd be better for you to explain to the audience why you have to explain simple things to us (laughs) and also star wars Look, Ash and I are pretty big Star Wars fans, but we don't know the terminology. There's a lot of the series we haven't watched. We haven't read the books. More importantly, we haven't watched any of the animated series. The Clone Wars, whatever. I haven't done it. Wow. No, 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 I'm farting. Why are you farting? I'm farting (laughs) to let the people know that I I feel like it's a fart. Like, I'm like, I don't really care about it. But here's the thing. Let Let me just get there. Here's the thing. People like Deanna Chapman. I respect. And I know that she loves it for a reason. And if I love Star Wars as much as I do, then I know that there's got to be something there. You're like Mr. Miyagi right now. (laughs) I need a plan. (laughs) You do. He needs to groom a little bonsai. Yeah, bonsai. Bonsai! Bonsai! All right, Deanna, enough of my stupidity. Can you explain to the audience why you're here tonight? Ready, go. Well, I was about to go on a union strike when I heard that none of you had seen the animated shows. (laughs) 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 i was like i need to fix this this is a problem (laughs) these need to be explained and why they are amazing well why two out of three are amazing (laughs) we'll say that there's other Uh, animated stuff that we will not cover but that's just like stuff they've put up on youtube so i was like okay yeah you all need to learn about the clone wars and rebels and to a lesser extent, resistance. Okay. okay so, I know what one of those things are. Yeah, me too. Clone Wars, right? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've heard Clone Wars. Now, what is the time frame we're talking about here, Deanna? Like, where does this fit? The Clone Wars TV show happens, like, between episode two and three. So okay. a few of the episodes, like, take place during the second movie. Most of it takes place in between, and then some stuff takes place during episode three, and then I think a few things happen after from the most recent season. So it starts during Attack of the Clones, and then spills over in between end of the third, which is the uh, yeah, Sith. The Sith one. I'm so unhelpful here. I'm like... <laughs> What about Darth ah! Vader? <laughs> I want so badly to contribute, and I'm just like, nothing. I have nothing. Well, okay. So, broadly speaking, they're not just for kids, right? Like, it's it's serious content for serious people. 
I felt that way about Clone Wars and Rebels, at least. Resistance is a different kind of animation style that made it feel like it was more for kids, but it still included like Poe Dameron and some of the big characters that we've seen in the actual movies, the live action movies. So with Clone Wars, though, I think now that they did the seventh season, it's 133 episodes. Oh, wow. Jeez. So it's a lot of Star Wars. Like, it's a huge chunk of the story. As a Star Wars fan, do you find that the animation part of it throws you off? Or is it something that sort of opens up to better storytelling for the Star Wars universe? I think because of the characters they introduce in a bunch of these shows, they're going to have a huge impact later on down the line and for anyone who has seen Mandalorian if you haven't skip ahead like 10 seconds but they introduce Ahsoka Tano who is one of the main characters in Clone Wars so you get so much more of her story because she is Anakin's Padawan throughout the whole thing well almost the whole thing so for the Clone Wars you're seeing all of the characters you've already seen you're seeing Padme you're seeing Anakin Yoda Mace Windu a ton of other Jedi and other characters. You get a bunch of stories with General Grievous, who is like the big robot with all the limbs who never seems to die because he's a robot. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And is this is are the animated series, are they based off of something? Like were they based off a series of books or, or are they original scripts for original things? I think at this time, they hadn't started making everything canonized. So this was when they were still doing the Legends books and everything. But there are things that they pulled from the Legends books that do appear in the animated series. So with Clone Wars, one of the big things is Order 66, which turned all of the clones against the Jedi to wipe them out. Cool. Kind of a big deal. (laughs) Yeah, that is a big deal. (laughs) Not great for the Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not great for the Jedi, and I root for Jedi. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I know you're a little goody two shoes. <laughs> yeah, you're the you're the evil person that goes to Disneyland, goes to Galaxy's Edge, and you're like waving to the stormtroopers and like, oh, oh cool, it's Darth Vader. I mean, yeah. I am too, I guess, but I'm not rooting for them the way that you are. I am for sure. Really? Yeah, I'm on the dark side. Mm-hmm. They're just a lot of talk and a badge. They don't actually believe what they say. This isn't true. It's okay. We'll shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We're gone. Yeah, yes. finally on a podcast with sound, sound effects. effects. Do it one more time. Do it one more time. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just like a metal cable that someone hit. Yeah. I'd just like to say that um, while we're recording, my 13-year-old daughter, I brought her with me because we were out and about and I had to tote her along. So she's cat sitting in the living room and she just texted me. I'm also, or she said, I'm probably asleep. <laughs> and I, I thumbed up it and she just said, I'm on the dark side. She can hear us through the door. Uh, three against two. Whatever. Whatever, man. Okay. Well, let's, let's unpack this. Um, you know, because I think Star Wars for a lot of people is, even if you are a, like a, I don't know, a general fan of Star Wars. Like Sarah is a, a overall fan of Star Wars, but she doesn't it doesn't like draw you in enough to care about who's who and yeah, what's I would happening. Say that I like it and I appreciate it. Yep. But I am not really a fan. Yes. And I just it but it's not I'm not against it. I just don't know it really. Yeah. It, there's nothing that like pulls you back in enough for you to get super yeah, into it. Yeah. Whereas Ash and I, I think, are fans and it does pull us in. 
but we struggle with we struggle with who is who and pronouncing people's names that's for sure <laughs> and we've also struggled with wanting to watch the animated series yes and then there's Deanna she's a higher level of fan yeah but i still don't know everything right and then you have a friend who's like a subject matter expert right <laughs> Yeah, I have two friends who host a Star Wars podcast. It's super infrequent, but anytime I have questions, I'm like, why is someone's lightsaber this color? Please answer me. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What's that podcast called? It's called Bantha Fodder. There's, I believe, 39 episodes right now. Cool. Fun. Um, I was going to ask you about the saber colors that's actually something i've wondered and i thought i had it figured out do you know enough about that like why why are some green why are some red or like what does that mean i don't know what the colors mean necessarily but it all has to do with like the kyber crystals that they go find because they each have to like find their own crystal for their lightsaber and it's kind of like the crystal knows what color it needs to be is my understanding i could be totally wrong gotcha No, I think you are right, because I know at Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, when you build a lightsaber, that's part of the process is they have you choose your crystal. And apparently there's like a really rare one that I think it's the black one or something like that. And it produces like this blackish purple color. Oh, a purple. Yeah, something like that. And yeah, there's, there's only a handful that Disneyland will issue out. So if you get it, it's like a huge deal. So um, at anyway. Disneyland, when you do your lightsaber, you pick a crystal, but you don't know what it's going to end up being? No, I think you do know per the crystal you pick. Oh. So like if you, you know, a, an orange one or something, I think is the orange color. Okay. Yeah. So you, that's part of customizing the thing. Like you start with what type of, uh, I guess, handle it is. Uh-huh. And then and then you also decide, is this like a Jedi saber or is it like a dark side I don't know. I think it would be really cool if it was like the cabbage patch thing from when we were little, where you like bought a baby and you didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. Yeah. Like you just pick up crystal yeah. and it's whatever color comes out of it. Mm-hmm. That is your color. Which would be more true yeah. to real life Star Wars. Because exactly. I think that you is can't an option. Select your own color. I no. think that is one of the options. You just go and it's a random selection for you. Okay. It should be. And so these Star Wars dorks get really into that. And they're like, it shows me. It didn't. Well, speaking of Star Wars dorks, we asked Deanna on here to really download the yeah. information that we've missed. And I think she came with some of some kind of a plan. So let's let's let the lady talk. All right. So is the reason you haven't watched the animated shows just because there's so many episodes of them at this point or is it just something where you don't care to watch animated shows? I like animated shows. But I don't typically watch animated shows that also have real world counterparts. Yeah. And also, I think part of it, and I'm just speaking for Ash and I, but I would include Sarah as part of this. You get locked into a mindset. I don't like X. And for us, the Clone Wars, it became a thing. We're just like, just like, yeah, it just, it wasn't for us. We'd see it. it, I don't know. It just didn't pull us. We loved when new Star Wars movies came out. We went crazy for it. We're always there day one. And we loved Galaxy's Edge and all that stuff. But yeah, that was kind of how I always felt about it. It was just, it became a thing that I thought I didn't care about. And then once it's like you've missed the boat, then you're like, yeah, 
well, that's just not my thing. It's that's just not, not my, my thing. Star Wars. Yes, and I, I, I hope that makes sense what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I'm not interested. In, I'm saying that I think I probably convinced myself that I wasn't. But if I really just pause and think about it, I probably do want to watch it. And I probably would love it. I think for me, it's that I didn't realize that Clone Wars was actually like for anyone other than like six-year-olds. Because I just remember like, and maybe I'm even making this up, but like Legos had a bunch of Clone Wars yeah. things. Right. And I just assumed that it was the same thing as like the, is it Ninjago or whatever? Mm. I don't know. Like all those different sets. To me, I just think I immediately equated it with little kids. I did too. And I didn't even realize that it was something that had like a real story. I was picturing more like Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, uh, okay. Like and Hayden, your son, yeah. your yeah. son Hayden loved it, right? Uh, he never saw it, I don't think. Oh, I thought he was really into Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. I think Hayden is just a little bit too old. Like he came gotcha. after, you know what I mean? It came after his time. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, hopefully that answers that for you, Deanna. But honestly, the only people I know that are really into it are adults. Yeah. So mm. I don't. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. And again, how many six-year-old boys do you hang out with on a regular basis? You don't know me. I don't, yeah. I guess. <laughs> oh, no. We ought to get to know you a little better. <laughs> Just when I thought I knew them. <laughs> well, my pitch for all of you for the Clone Wars, then, is there's lots of murder, so many deaths, so many deaths. Like... I was watching this and I did watch this like well after it had already aired. I probably watched this in like 2014 or 15. It was definitely after the first six seasons were already out. And I was like, is this a kid's show? Because I'm not sure it's a kid's show at all. And with Clone Wars, it goes so deep into a lot of the character stories. Like you get a ton of background on Anakin and Obi-Wan that you just don't get in the movies because they don't have time for that stuff. And I mean, Yoda is Yoda. You you kind of get a little more there, but for the most part, he's largely the same character he is in the movies. And with a lot of the characters, it fills in a lot of gaps that I think the prequels had because in the prequels, going from episode two to three, it really feels like Anakin makes a very abrupt flip into the dark side. <laughs> but with yeah, Clone right. Wars, it fleshes that entire storyline out because you see him with his Padawan Ahsoka. You see him making that change. You know, it starts happening slower in the Clone Wars. And then you understand why Episode 3 is the way Episode 3 is. Would watching the Clone Wars make me hate Anakin, the child, and the teenager less or more? <laughs> I don't know what's the better answer. I don't know which one's the more enticing question. answer. <laughs> Anakin is not nearly as whiny in the Clone Wars as he is in the okay. first and second movie. Okay. So I, like I, I think you'll like Anakin more as a whole if you watch Clone Wars. Okay. Because That's I probably think, the healthiest. Yeah. yeah. You'd understand. And honestly, like... I, I think it's Matt Lanter who voices Anakin, but the Clone Wars version of Anakin is my favorite version of Anakin out of all of them. Oh, okay. I'm guessing that it would be mine too, because the bar is low. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Although, uh, sorry, but I mean, Vader, he might be the, my favorite. Well, Probably. he's just a big old grumpy jerk. Wait, 
Vader is Anakin? Anakin is Vader? <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'm just fake. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, it's a God. trip. For a second there, I thought you were serious. Yeah, like, I wow, know. you really don't <laughs> wow. And James turned his head at me like, oh my God. Oh my God. Turn her mic off. <laughs> Why are you here, Sarah? So good. Getting an education. Well, in these animated stories, Deanna, do they dive into Anakin's dating life? Because <laughs> he is a dreamboat. You see Anakin with Padme in The Clone Wars. That is all I will say. I won't spoil everything oh. for you. I need to leave some incentive to watch this. Now, is this kid-friendly? I mean, do they have romance in these stories? <laughs> they have full penetration. James wants ah! to know if there's cartoon sex. That's what he's asking. No, I didn't ask that. You asked that. Uh-huh. I said romance. You brought penetration. Then you asked. Then you said cartoon sex. Yeah, but I'm asking because I can see you and the listeners can't. I'm and- not doing anything. <laughs> Just everything is implied. Okay. Okay. Cool. It's the implication. It's the implication. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's pretty sassy. All right. Well, okay. What else? Offload more to us, Deanna. What else do we need to know about these series? For those of you dark side lovers, there's a ton of great stuff with like the Night Sisters and Asajj Ventress in this. So it's not solely focused on the Jedi and the clones because this was such a massive battle so the characters that they do introduce in this they put a lot of thought into so they're not just characters who pop in for an episode and then they're gone cool see that does sound pretty cool it's not just like the hero's journey it's like everybody else included yeah it's actually that one of the things i love about like specifically star wars is the depth in the story and the depth in these lands and this world it's always something that the first the, the original three movies that we all grew up with, episode, was that four, five, and six? That, it, it was always a thing that I, like, I wanted more growing up. And I, I wanted to know more about what it's like to live on these lands and, and the, it, you know, the details of these characters and where they come from, etc. So to have more in-depth content like this is something that I think I would enjoy. So I, I definitely want to check that out. And some of the seasons have like subtitles. So season two is Rise of the Bounty Hunters. So you get a lot of bounty hunter stuff in that season. And if you want to go through it chronologically, there's a different order than the release order. So things get a little crazy. I just watched it in the release order because I didn't want to bounce around from episode to episode and like go from season one to season three or something like that. Yeah, that's that's too complicated. But they do a very good job of making it like three or four episode arcs. So you don't just get like one random episode in the middle. You get like a full story over three or four episodes usually. Okay. So, okay. You said there's a lot for the dark side lovers. Um, What about for the nerds like me that loves Jedi (laughs) and people trying to do good in this world? You two scumbags sitting in this room. (laughs) Uh, Just me and you, Deanna. Let's talk about the Jedi's. (laughs) Well, I think you'd be very intrigued by Anakin's story then. And then I don't know how much all of you know about Ahsoka outside of like just the Mandalorian, if you guys all watch that. But Mm -hmm. she is someone who has to make a very tough choice towards the end of the show. And season seven goes into it a lot more because it kind of fills in the gap of where she's been since Anakin became vader so spoiler alert that technically happens in clone wars too so you get anakin and vader in clone wars mm. so wait what is her name again ahsoka, ahsoka. ahsoka. 
Which is going to be a Disney Plus series as well. Yeah. yeah. So she is Anakin's Padawan. Mm-hmm. She's she's training to be a Jedi under Anakin. Yep. Is that right? So she becomes a Jedi through the time that he is still good. He's still questionably good, I guess. It sounds like there's some overlap there and some <laughs> sort of kind of. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, it, so it's but, also not really certain that she actually became a Jedi. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Because oh, in The Mandalorian, she's straight up sold to us as a Jedi. Right? Mm-hmm. Or or am I wrong? Kind of. So, okay, I'll just spoil Ooh. this part a little for you guys. But Ooh. she leaves the Jedi Order as a Padawan. Mm. I think. Ooh, that's sexy. She leaves why, why do? You, why did she do that? Well, you have That's to what I watch. won't tell you. <laughs> yeah. oh. Ah. oh, so this isn't just Deanna tells me the entire story. Of... Got it. I have to do some of my own work. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. I'll explain right. just enough to hopefully get you to watch these things. Yeah, that makes more sense, Deanna. You're, you're better at podcasting than I am. <laughs> Although um... I will say if you don't watch Resistance, it's okay. Okay. Like what of the uh, the movies we all grew up with and the three newest movies, and I'll include the two standalones, Han, or is it called Solo? Solo. Solo and a Rogue One. Do you do you think that the animated series like ties into all those stories pretty well? So that the people like me who know the movies fairly well are gonna kinda bounce back and forth and know what they're talking about? Yeah, so this brings in like a ton of the classic characters. You get Boba Fett, you get Darth Maul, you get Padme, you get Tarkin, you get all of these characters that we've seen in the live action movies. And anything that is canon impacts the entire storyline throughout the Skywalker saga. So like the 30 books I have sitting on my shelf, some of them are legends, so they don't really tie in. And then some of them are written specifically to like dive deeper into certain characters within the context of the movies. I have a question. <laughs> who were those two characters you just mentioned? <laughs> what who do you know who they are? I don't I already forgot the name of them. Um Tarkin? Tarkin, yeah, Tarkin and then who's the other one? Darth Pad. Maul. No, keep going. <laughs> Boba Fett? <laughs> keep going. <laughs> Padme? I thought I only did that's, four. That's yeah. Wait, yeah, Padme and wait, Pat who's Padme? Amidala. That's, oh, that's Amidala. Okay, Queen <laughs> Is she? Is it Padme before Queen Amidala? Like, is that her name before she becomes queen? Yeah. So it's like Barack before he becomes the president. <laughs> exactly. Except yes. he's always still <laughs> Barack. <laughs> cool. 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 All right. Now, who's who's Tarkin? Tarkin was in the very first Star Wars movie, so Episode Four. Okay. <laughs> and and who is he? In Episode Four. Is he, he the fish guy? He works alongside Vader. He's played by Peter Cushing. Okay. See, I just didn't know what his name was. That's the problem. Oh, you mean like uh, Admiral or uh, that that guy with the little hat? Nope. nope. Oh, nope. with the hat? With the hat. He's got a hat. Yeah, they all have the like Nazi He's hat. a Grand yeah. Moff. What's that? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> it's higher up. Oh. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> chair just spun while doing that. Oh. He was a Captain Admiral at one point, if that helps. It helps. It doesn't help at all, guys. <laughs> He's also um, in Rogue One. They CGI'd him into Rogue One. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Hmm. So there's seven seasons of Clone Wars. And then Resistance is another separate thing. And Rebels. And Rebels. Rebels came in between Clone Wars and Resistance. Resistance is the most recent one that had... I mean, it didn't have a huge impact, but you see like Poe Dameron and Captain Phasma appear in those episodes. You know who those people are. I do? Yes, Okay, I want you to... Oh, Poe. Poe. Yeah. Yeah. She said it weird. I even... But yeah, that's because she actually knows his last name. Oh. Yeah, Poe Dameron. We we don't And Phasma is the tall Gwendolyn lady from Game of Thrones. The shiny silver trooper. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I don't know that. That fights Finn. Hey, the point of this was for me to learn. I'm just... That's why she's here. I'm just saying you know know these. I know Poe. You just don't know know that you know them. Yeah. You know? You know? You know? You know? I do like Poe. He's pretty cute. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Poe's a dreamboat. Wow. Um, Poe's a dreamboat. Teenage yeah. Anakin's a dreamboat. Who else is a dreamboat, James? Jamesian? Han Solo. Oh, come duh. on. That's the king dreamboat. <laughs> He's, oh, it's not the like. Wow. <laughs> Deanna? <laughs> a- any final questions on Clone Wars before we move on to Rebels? I am actually pretty interested in it now. Like while we were talking, I was looking at the IMDb for mm. it and I'm kind of stoked. That's a big commitment because how long is each episode? Like 20 minutes. Okay. Okay. And 133, you said? Yes. I believe. <laughs> so okay. Instead of thinking of it as a big commitment, you could say that it's like a treasure trove yes. of content. There you it's go. 133 individual Tiny treasures. Movies. Yes. Is this all available on Disney Plus now? Yes. And season seven is actually getting an animated spinoff called The Bad Batch, which is out on May the 4th, I want to say, the first episode. <gasps> oh, that uh, one. So I don't <laughs> expect you to watch 133 episodes before then, but that is yeah. a basically group of clone troopers who kind of didn't come out right cute <laughs> i like that that is cute the bad every, batch. every time i saw it advertisements or like trailers for the bad batch i always thought it said the bad bitch i know <laughs> i was like he's wow, like get it girl disney's going for it <laughs> new animated series the bad bitch like wow that sounds amazing yes. music by lizzo yeah all right well, keep us on track let's Deanna. talk rebels then yeah let's talk rebels So I think I actually might have started watching Rebels around the time it aired because I went to high school with the person who voices one of the characters. So that put it on my radar before I like really started getting into Star Wars more. And, you know, I I mostly blame Clone Wars and Rebels for my Star Wars obsession because it wasn't always there. Like I had never seen the movies until like way later. So it was like way after the prequel movies, I want to say that I finally watched the first six movies. So for Rebels, this takes place after Order 66 has happened. And a lot of people are under the impression that there aren't any Jedi left. But as we know now, there are definitely Jedi who were left <laughs> behind. And Hell yeah, it's about this smaller group of Rebels just kind of going against the odds because there's like five of them and only two are Jedi. Also, there's a droid named Bucket. Love that. <laughs> Love everything about that. I think it's Bucket. Oh, I think I might know this little dude. Yeah, he kind of looks like a Bucket. 
Oh, Freddie Prinze Jr. is one of the voice actors. Ah, uh, Freddie Prinze. That takes me back. It's not Freddie Prince. Somehow Prinz. it's different. Freddie Prinze. Yes, he voices Go the main character, Kanan. And I never okay. know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but... We'll just say you are. You have a better chance of pronouncing it right than all three of us here. <laughs> so there's four seasons of Rebels, and it has a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, James. Wow. Yeah, so Rebels takes place between episode three and four. So it's kind okay. of that period right after they think they've wiped the Jedi out. And you get characters from Clone Wars who do reappear in Rebels. So there's a clone trooper named Captain Rex in Clone Wars who ends up being one of the clones who's somehow has ditched his reprogramming to kill Jedi and he goes on to help them and we see Ahsoka reappear, Vader appears in this, Darth Maul appears in this. A lot of the characters come back for this show, which I think just goes to show that even though this story really focuses on a whole new group of characters, they're still going to bring in those familiar characters to kind of hook people in. Yeah. And Thrawn is one of the main characters in this. He is very blue. You may have seen him, may have heard rumors that he was going to appear in Mandalorian, but he did not. And he is honestly one of my favorite Star Wars characters because he's like one of the smartest characters in Star Wars. He's just like super strategic and everything. And it makes him such a great villain. His name's Thrawn? Yeah, Thrawn. Oh, and correction, the droid is named Chopper, not Bucket. He kind of looks like a Bucket, so uh, <laughs> that's why my brain said that. That's even better. <laughs> you thought it was Bucket. That's hilarious. Here's Thrawn. He's, uh, bl- he's very blue. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I had a question about the clones, because I know in episode, I guess that's two, Is I think it's called Clone Wars, right? Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Um in that one, I think all the clones are just little robot dudes, right? The like battle the droids? Clones. Yeah, those little battle droid dudes. But it sounds like in Clone Wars, it's actually like people, like like human-like looking people. The dark side tends to use the battle droids, and then they are fighting all of the clones that the Jedi have created, basically, to fight their war. Oh, I didn't know that. I just assumed all the clones were... Produced by the dark side. See, this is all stuff I didn't know. Cute. (laughs) Yeah, so the clones fight closely with the Jedi. You'll see them fighting alongside Anakin and everything in Clone Wars. They have less of a presence in Rebels because of the programming and Order 66. It was basically like they flipped a switch with all of the clones and they betrayed the Jedi that way. Mm. Gotcha. So the main characters in Rebels are Kanan, Ezra Bridger, Hera, Sabine, and Zeb, along with their droid, Chopper. And I think there was one of the live action movies where someone pointed out that their ship, which is called the Ghost, was like in the background. And someone like circled it and they were like, oh, they could bring all of these characters into live action now. (laughs) So (laughs) I'll be interested to see if they do any of that, because like I said, Ahsoka appears in this and there are also many deaths in this. So, (laughs) 
you know, there there is a main character who dies in this, so I don't think he'll be appearing in the live action stuff. Unfortunately, I will not tell you who that is, though, because spoilers. <laughs> but basically, what happens is Ezra is this teenager who doesn't realize what his powers are. So they take him in and Kanan, who is one of the Jedi who survived, trains him and he has powers that even Kanan hadn't really seen before. So it's just really interesting to see, you know, that Jedi and sort of Padawan relationship again. And Thrawn tries so hard to kind of get Ezra to the dark side. And there's this whole thing with like the Sith holocron and all of these just like cool little mentions of things that I don't think the movies ever really dived into a whole lot. What is a Sith? I mean, I, I, I know what it is, but I don't know if I could actually explain it using my words. I know it's... Vader. Vader's a Sith. So that's like a... It's basically someone on the dark side who has the same powers as the Jedi. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, I didn't know that at all. Gotcha. Cool. So the the reason they're different is like the Jedi are basically fueled by hope whereas Sith are kind of fueled by hate and rage. So that's really the main difference between that. But they have like the same connection to the Force. From what I, the limited knowledge I know growing up watching all these movies, it seems that like having access to the Force isn't it, like it is in all of us, but some people are just genetically more naturally uh, gifted in that, I guess. Are you going to try to bring up midi-chlorians? Because that's going to be a hotly debated topic. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Nor do I. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. I think this is why a lot of people didn't like The Last Jedi, because they were kind of like, oh, it's in everyone, because you see the little broom boy at the end, and he moves the broom without, you know, touching it. And then you have all of the things that Leia can do in that movie, because I don't know if this is revealed in either the shows or the movies, but she actually trained to be a Jedi and just never finished her training. So her connection with the Force isn't as strong as Luke's, but I don't remember if it was like the Leia Princess of Alderaan book that I read or if it was in one of the comics or something, but they dive deeper to that outside of the movies and TV shows, which I think is why when Leia, you know, floats out into space and comes back, that really angered a lot of people because they hadn't had all of that context given to them in the movies. It is a right. pretty stupid scene. <laughs> it's a pretty silly scene it doesn't However, bother me but yeah I mean it doesn't bother me enough either and I always just thought growing up that Leia I mean she's she's part of that family Vader or I guess Anakin Luke Skywalker and herself so there's a lineage there like it would make sense it would make sense that she would have those powers and I always just thought it was something we just hadn't seen yet because that's where those movies ended growing mm -hmm. up so you're saying that she does have it, but in training and her dedication to it just sort of dwindled out. And it's sort of frustrating to diehard fans that now skip ahead. She's doing crazy stuff flying out in space and coming back. She basically chose to stop training and to use her power a different way is how Leia I understood it. <laughs> in war and politics. Yeah. Yeah. And love. So, Deanna, not to get sidetracked from the animated series, but I like to sidetrack things. Generally speaking, you you don't seem to be a fan of the newest movies. Is that correct? I think Last Jedi is in my top three. Oh, wow. okay. 
but I hated right. Well, hate is a very strong word. I didn't hate it, but I did not like some of the choices that Rise of Skywalker made. That was the last one. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, Force Awakens is just like a new hope done with new characters yes. so that one was fine yeah. i was like okay this is how they're kind of bringing it all together bringing new characters in to mix with the old characters but then rise of skywalker felt to me like we want to undo everything the last jedi did and that is what they get for not having the same director on all three of these yeah yeah it did seem inconsistent i liked all of them i actually really like force awakens for all the reasons that people criticize it yeah because it was like a love letter to the fans and it was fans. a trust building exercise like yeah because after the the last garbage movies we had gone through everyone just lost hope they're yeah. just like oh god they should have just left star wars movies alone and now they're doing it again but the force awakens was a new hope i like that man <laughs> the force awakened in my heart the new star wars <laughs> So I'm stoked. Yeah, so I would say overall, as far as the canon and continuity and things go, Clone Wars and Rebels contribute to that a ton because Rebels was left open-ended in a way where they were like, okay, we could bring back all of these characters for other stories, whether they appear in live action or not. I think they're definitely going to, well, clearly with the Bad Batch, they're into the idea of doing more animated stuff. And I think a couple of the other announcements might be animated shows as well, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But, you know, Rebels only has 75 episodes. You could start with this one if you wanted, because they do kind of explain things enough to where if you didn't watch Clone Wars, you would still understand what's happening in Rebels. Okay. Yeah. A little bit more of a bite-sized. Yeah. Thing to we should start do. on. I don't know. I feel like if we're going to do it, let's just start from the beginning. Yeah. Because that's, again, that's part of, I think, what I always missed growing up was just the, the filler and the in-between stuff and tying stories together, mm -hmm. which is also why I like the standalone movies. I loved Solo that you got to see this, this window of time in Han Solo's life before he became what we know as Han Solo. Right. Rogue One, same kind of thing. It's just like these in-between stories that... I find really fascinating. Right. And that's part of why, like, it's hard for me to remember big themes from the movies because it's like there's so many characters and yeah. you don't have a chance to really connect with all of them. So when I'm I'm trying to, like, describe it, I'm like, you know, the guy that wears that, he wears that one thing. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I know what they're doing, but I don't really know anything enough about them to connect to them. Exactly. Exactly. And I think for people that have done deep dives in the series or read books watch the standalone movies it it helps tie it in together a lot more what rebels does is it shows you the beginning of the rebel alliance which you know when you jump into the movies it's kind of already there and right. with this it's also the first thing that disney released after buying lucasfilm okay so it kind of has its ups and downs for the first two seasons because I think they were kind of like, okay, we're going to canonize a bunch of stuff and we need to kind of mm -hmm. figure out where these stories are going to go going forward. And maybe they already had like The Force Awakens in the works or something at this point. But once you hit like season three and four, it's really good as okay. far as like a storytelling perspective. So if you're willing to like kind of go through the ups and downs with the first two seasons, I think it does pay off in the last two. Cool. Would you say that, generally speaking, diehard Star Wars fans are a fan of these series? Or is it the other way around? 
that they're more critical of these because they're not true to the original George Lucas vision or, or whatever. Well, George Lucas, I think, outlined most of what happened in the Clone Wars. So okay. he, he still has, or at the time, had like a say in what happened. But for me, it's Dave Filoni's involvement that I think just solidifies how important these are to the canon because he's a fantastic storyteller. So he can introduce you to new characters and they'll become some of your favorite characters. I mean, that's what happened with Ahsoka for me with watching the Clone Wars. And because I actually went to school with the person who voices Ezra Bridger, I was like, great, I already like this character. (laughs) So I was a little biased there. But he is a really interesting character the way that Dave Filoni takes his character and the story arc throughout the four seasons. So Ahsoka was an original George Lucas character? I think it was Lucas and Filoni who came up with Ahsoka for the animated show. That's interesting because I know there's a lot of people who... Because that was before the sale to Disney. So George Lucas was still still involved with Lucasfilm. And I think they've kind of just kept him around, at least in the early stages of Disney buying the company. Yeah, I actually just listened to the audiobook from Bob Iger, the the former, recently former CEO of Disney. And he talked about the acquisition of Lucasfilm and that when they made the new Star Wars films, the last three, uh, George Lucas, <laughs> it said very clearly for him that he wasn't he wasn't really involved anymore. Like they were taking creative control and they're going to have a new script writer, new directors, new executive producers, all of it. And when the first script came through for A New Hope, George Lucas was pretty furious. He was very frustrated with it. He, it was not his vision. He didn't like it. You mean Force Awakens? Or Yeah, sorry. What did I say? New Hope? Yeah, Force Awakens. <laughs> I, was I was like, like ooh, we went back in time <laughs> real quick. <laughs> yeah, he hated the first movie he made. Uh, yeah, sorry, Force Awakens. And and Bob Iger, basically, they, they almost got to the place where, like, they 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 were asking him to sign a, a non, um, not a non-disclosure, but a, a non, I forget the term, but basically you can't talk crap about the films that are going to be coming out. And eventually George Lucas just conceded and he said, I'm not signing anything, but I promise you I won't trash these movies because I now have a a stake in Disney. That was part of the acquisition is he got a bunch of stock in Disney. And so he's like, I want these movies to do well, so it wouldn't make sense. So I I find that really fascinating that something that one person can create for, you know, long time ago, before we were alive, can still resonate today through all these different changes the one-offs the animated series his involvement is there but not always directly and all that vision's always respected and you know it it carries through the whole it's just like walt disney Mm -hmm. the guy's been dead for a long time but his vision and original goals still maintain through everything that disney does so that's good to hear that the animated series still stay true to original star wars vibes you know and then why we all fell in love with it um so that's pretty cool and i think the fact that dave filoni worked so closely with lucas on the clone wars that anything he does i'm just all in on so whether it's you know rebel stuff the bad batch or whatever he's kind of like the head of the animated stuff from what i can tell and you know lucasfilm has this entire story group that kind of 
I guess, you know, attempts to keep everything straight within the canon so that they don't have contradicting information. Because from what I understand, when they were releasing all of what are now called the Legends books, you could have stories where like Han and Leia had two kids and then you know in other stories they didn't and things like that and there was just like a ton of conflicting stories because they weren't really watching over it Mm -hmm. like they are now yeah I've heard that too that there's a a team making sure that this all stays consistent it's not necessarily George Lucas's vision staying consistent it's just that the stories and there isn't competing stories that's pretty cool yeah yeah thank god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would drive me insane. Totally. If I knew enough to have that bother me, it would drive me insane. <laughs> Deanna, I think I know the question to this because you're also a really you know big the question to this. What's that? <laughs> what? You mean you know the answer? Because you're going to ask a question. What did I say? What? <laughs> What's going on? You just said, I think I know the question to oh, this. Oh, yes. I, I think I know the question to my question. <laughs> I think I know the answer to my question. I'm sorry. I'm a jerk. You're a big uh, Marvel fan pretty pretty big marvel fan would you say that you're more of a star wars person or do you are they sort of equal like where do you land on that i think it's kind of equal between like star wars marvel and dc even though i've liked the dc movies significantly less than everything else that like marvel and star wars have done but i subscribe to like eight thousand different streaming and subscription things so i have like Marvel Unlimited, I have the DC Universe Infinite, so I can read all of the comics. I have, you know, Disney Plus, and I was like, yes, I will cover all of these things on my podcast, even though it is so much. (laughs) Yeah. So where do you land? (laughs) You you, got to. Are you doing a Sophie's Choice moment? Oh wow! Is it or is it just? I definitely own more Star Wars stuff, so we'll probably go. One, two, and three would be Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. That was my inclination that you were Star Wars first, but I couldn't tell. How about you, James? Out of those three? Mm-hmm. Oh, no question. Star Wars first. Then then Marvel. You like Batman. I love Batman. Batman's my favorite superhero by far. But he's not a superhero. Yeah, I have a lot of Batman stuff. Like I have more DC stuff than Marvel just because I bought a bunch of DC comics like physical comics before they released their digital subscription thing to read them so I have more DC stuff but I think I know more about the Marvel stuff yeah I mean the Mar that's clearly that they have a better universe and there's there's more there I like consistency yeah (laughs) right I mean, like, I don't care about a lot of the DC stuff, to be honest. Hey, does what? anyone think that uh, Superman's a little bitch, even though oh, he's, he's a little bitch. even though he's the favorite <laughs> for some reason? Yeah, people. Okay, love wait, him. help. Who's DC and who's? I mean, I know Marvel because I just two different comic book companies. But like, what what so, superheroes or whatever? DC is Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman. Those are like their big three characters. Okay, Justice so, League and Spider Man. Marvel. That's Marvel. Marvel. Everything else is Marvel, basically. Basically everything. Iron <laughs> okay. Man, Spider-Man. You said Justice League? That's the group? I think that's DC, Justice right? Justice League is DC. Yeah. Yes, that's DC. Good yeah. Lord. I, that's DC's version of the Avengers. I'm an exactly. embarrassingly unknowledgeable nerd. It's okay. 40-year-old okay. woman that has no teenage Four. boy knowledge. 40-year-old <laughs> woman who's never you? read a comic book. <laughs> what a shame. Yeah. 
I sense other bonus episodes coming. <laughs> I was just thinking that, Deanna. Oh, my God. I feel like I have a lot of homework because I don't even understand most of what's being talked about today. Well, that's exciting. I like I like knowing that there's people out there that care so much about something that I know very little about. Oh, for yeah. sure. It's exciting. It makes the world seem a little bit bigger. Yeah. I don't leave the house, though, so uh, there's that's that. That's true. Um. Not that anyone has been leaving the house, really. Yeah, for those I was just going to say, year. a lot of people have It's a good year and a half to be a, a super fan of something yeah. with a lot of content. Deanna, you haven't been to D- uh, Disneyland in quite some time, from what I understand. I have not. So that means you still haven't visited Galaxy's Edge. Is that correct? No, I did not do that before I left California, unfortunately, which I deeply regret now. <laughs> I bet. Well, it's opening up because again. Because I'm like, oh, when am I going to go back? So I'll probably wait for Avengers Land yeah. and then just do that all at once. Well, Avengers Campus opens June 4th now. So it's happening. Hey, how about... That might be too soon. Yeah. But how about we uh, meet down there? Say October? I yeah. I'm just, throwing, I'm just throwing some dates out. Yeah. yeah. I just need like two months in advance to get 8,000 podcasts edited before I can take time oh, off. Perfect. Well, it's also not open to out-of-state people anyway. I still have my California driver's license <gasps> that has not expired. I am prepared. You I think I still have it. son of a gun. I'm going to dress up like Deanna. Yeah. Perfect. Hey, <laughs> and get in. Ashley's used my ID before. That's right. Because yeah, I'm man. old. <laughs> well, is there... I, we didn't cover Resistance. Was there anything okay. from Resistance, which I know is a lesser show is there anything critical so resistance was only two seasons okay it was 40 episodes but the animation style was different so it felt completely separate from like clone wars and rebels but that one takes place i want to say it's between episodes six and seven so technically this is like poe and phasma before we even see them in the live action stuff And they mention Leia, but I don't recall seeing her. But this story takes a totally different direction, and it focuses on characters that have no connection to the Force. Okay. So they're kind of like on this, I don't even know what to call it, because it's not a planet. It's just like this platform that is a ginormous ship where there's like a marketplace and people live on it. Mm. Cool. And that's kind of where the story takes place. So it's... I think more unique in that sense because you're not dealing with characters who are strong with the force, but you get lots of BB-8 in this. Ooh, I do which like that. Is important to note. So this one, I would say, as far as like canon goes, maybe the least important of the three. But if you end up having the time to kill, this is like something you can just put on in the background, and you don't have to be worried that like. Anakin's going to show up or something, or Vader at this point. So you can kind of have a little more fun with this one, I think, and not worry about the details quite as much. And there's like a bunch of pilots and they do like races in the sky and they like race through these rings. It definitely felt more for kids because it was like, we're going to have fun with this and we're just going to race ships around. (laughs) Right. More video game-esque almost. Yeah, kind of. That's cool. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, the look of the animation was definitely very different. Yeah. I just took a peek. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Yeah, that's my other thing I was going to say is anything that's animated, if I don't like the animation style, it always throws me off. That doesn't necessarily mean I don't like 
the animation style of the first two or the third one or whatever. But it wasn't like something that jumped. Like I like Pixar. I like the old Disney. I like 90s, 80s and 90s Disney. That's like the animation style that like just, you know, pulls me in. Mm -hmm. So if it's a little off, it seems like if it's a little, I don't know, like too computer generated looking, Mm -hmm. it just doesn't pull me in. Yeah. I also, I struggle a little bit with like the anime style. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of it. (laughs) Sorry. I I actually, I really hated it for a long time. My daughter is really into anime now and it's on in my house all the time and it's really growing on me and it is really like the stories are so good. So they're crazy. so beautiful yeah. and yeah. they're really uh, like unique stories and sure. the characters, there's a lot of character development and like Kate is not dumb. So I know that whatever she's watching is it's like, well, some of those clever. movies, what, what's the director, the, the guy, the anime guy, what's his name? Oh God. Like Howl's moving castle. And... Yeah. Yeah. Um, help. Do you Gi- know the Deanna? Ghibli studio Ghibli? Is it Miyazaki? Yeah, yes. I think that's it. That's it. There we go. Yeah, Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, and mm-hmm. the other one. And the rest. <laughs> and the rest. But like Howl's Moving <laughs> Castle, that is a crazy story. Yeah. Super deep and Freaky out there. And... Freaky and... deaky. Yeah. So yeah, back to the the main topic. that I think that matters for some people. It certainly mattered for me. Um, but I think I, I want to like encourage myself to get over that part of it so that I can get more into the story it's it's just a vehicle to tell more stories and that's that's all it is yeah honestly resistance maybe took me a few episodes to adjust to it being different from clone wars and rebels and then you also have which i haven't watched any of these so i can't really speak to what they are about but disney plus just added a bunch of the vintage animated shows what? so it includes like stuff with the ewoks oh and my god it's definitely a different animation style but it includes oh that's right i forgot those i'm probably going to butcher this person's name but gendy tartakovsky's clone war series which i think was two seasons and his art style is so unique that it's definitely something that's totally different from the seven seasons of Clone Wars. But there's a different, there's an additional animated Clone Wars series. Yep. Holy. Mm-hmm. 2003. Smokes. And that's, com- but is that completely a standalone outside of? I think most of these, because I haven't watched them, but they're like calling them the vintage collection. I think they're just kind of stories that maybe didn't necessarily make the canon cut. Yeah. Gotcha. I like okay. it. It's 2D. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a more important question, I feel like. Oh, God, here it comes. Out of all the Star Wars animated series that we've been talking about today. <laughs> here we go. Do any of the characters tie into the holiday special? <laughs> oh, that's not what I thought he was going to ask, but I'm glad he didn't ask what I was thinking. The Lego holiday special. Ooh. Oh, which I we know. still haven't seen. We forgot to. <laughs> which you said was There's pretty some good. some character overlap there. I've only seen the Lego one. I have not been brave enough to watch the... Well, she got a good contact high from editing our episode that we covered it. <laughs> yeah, just don't. I was do like, it. you know what? I'll survive if I do not watch this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, but you liked the Lego one, right? The Lego one was fun. Cool. But yeah. did it's like forty-five minutes or something? It's not even that long. It's just like here's some fun. Gotcha. In Lego form. Yeah, those Lego movies are surprisingly good for some reason. Yeah. I mean, when I when I heard. 
Lego is making Lego Batman. Yeah, Lego. Ba- I was like, or what Will is? Arnett. What are these words? What are yeah. you saying to me? Lego Batman the movie. Yeah, we Hilarious. had the the Lego video game too. That yeah, was so good. I mean, Lego is like it's genius marketing that they mm-hmm. made all this enjoyable stuff because man did that sound like a bad idea i agree some obscure lego's about company. to get so much of my money i might buy the r2d2 oh. <laughs> Wait, isn't that like 500 bucks no it's 200 <laughs> okay okay and it's a, how big is it it's 2300 and something pieces gotcha oh that's awesome that is kind of rad i got that's the vw bus for my birthday last summer it was pretty oh great. Gosh. I got the it's little not... Batmobile. I didn't buy the big Batmobile. I was Aww. like, I'm going to buy the $20 one. I have an Olaf here. It's a Lego Olaf. I'm looking up Lego R2. And it always falls apart on me. <laughs> always. Always. Every time I come into the studio, a piece of him is on the ground. I mean, this isn't even all of it. It's all The cat's always knocking over. Oh, I have like look. some Marvel mech ones where it's like the Marvel character sits in their mech suit. And then yeah. I have I have another Batman set where it's like Batman's Tumblr or something versus Joker and Harley Quinn. And the Joker one, the mouth opens as it rolls. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been going for a little while now. Yes. I can talk about Star Wars all day if you didn't notice. Yes. And that's good because that's why we had you on. So is there anything else we want to button this up? Any other questions or clarifications? What do we got? I don't think so. My interest is peaked. I would I agree. Yeah. I I am determined now to actually Yeah. Like consciously make an effort to care enough to watch all of this. Me too. Because it's like I've said before, I don't have a problem with Star Wars. No, and you don't I don't dislike it at all. I just have never really gotten into it. It's kind of always been in my peripheral. Yeah. Like other people were watching it and I was kind of doing other stuff and growing up it was on, but I wasn't it wasn't for me. My dad's so a big I Star thought, Wars guy. He yeah, loves it. I just never got into it. And as I get older, I definitely have um started liking the series mm-hmm. kind of things more. I think Disney's involvement maybe helped you know you kept seeing yeah. it yeah and like Disneyland. walking through galaxy's yes. edge oh, and getting yeah. to see the characters Ooh. up front honestly i always kind of liked the first like the old original three yeah but i didn't really know them but when those next three came out i was like nope i'm done with star wars and then the the last three came out and i definitely watched at least two of them i'm not sure that i ever watched the last one but um those were so much better yeah for me and so I'm I'm interested in all of it again. Gotcha. And the Clone Wars really sounds uh, very palatable. Mm-hmm. And I like the 20 minute thing because yes. yeah. I have That's the attention span of a goldfish these days. I can't make it through even one episode of a regular show, let yeah. alone a whole movie. Sarah's a narcoleptic yeah. with she, any yeah. kind of She video. falls asleep yep. first 20 minutes in a movie. So this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. It takes me multiple nights to finish a movie. Um, lately we've been rewatching Sopranos and lately I can't even get through one episode of that. And I love it. I adore the Sopranos, but if I'm too comfortable anywhere, like right now, I'm sleepy. I'm feeling very sleepy because it's so cozy in here. (laughs) Uh, It's a little warm. It's a little (sighs) dark. Yeah. I need some coffee. All right, Deanna. Was there anything else? My last thing is that 
the shows allow for so much more world building, which is what I think Star Wars is really great at. Because with the movies, you have, let's call it two, two and a half hours tops to spend with these character characters. But with the shows, you're spending, you know, 20 plus hours with these characters and they get to visit so many different places, which I know they do in the movies too. And they have to like tell you where they're going. But with this, I think you get to see a lot more of the universe as a whole with like all of the different planets they go to throughout at least, you know, Clone Wars and Rebels because Resistance, like I said, it's not like taking place on right. the ground anywhere. <laughs> they're just in the sky. Which sounds interesting thing. to me. Like that's one of... So one of my favorite shows was Battlestar Galactica, the the more modern one. But I loved that. I mean, that is a show. When you say it out loud, it sounds like a crazy show because it's it's all based in mostly based on board in these ships because they're searching for Earth. There's they're not on land most of the story. And for me, that's what was so fascinating about it. Like they, you know, they're they're like being athletic on a ship there's whole love stories on a ship there's fighting and like all this stuff that happens on a ship freaking nightmare that's all i can say oh yeah i mean my claustrophobia is out of control when i think about it just thinking about it makes me start to panic hey you see me on the submarine ride at disneyland (laughs) yeah i can't do it can't do it. by far the scariest ride at disneyland (laughs) no question (laughs) that ride can burn in hell (laughs) sorry anyway um so yes that sounds interesting to me yeah i like what you said about world building like that is that is so on the nose for this whole world it's like they really do a good job of creating this different but very familiar and like you can i don't know you can almost picture yourself there yes one hundred percent. That's that's what I love about series in general. Like you said, Deanna, there's there's a bigger scope, and you're spending more. You're more invested. So mm-hmm. it's it's just like Sopranos. There, that's if it, that were a two hour movie, yeah, you'd get a lot out of it. Right. But no, you're with these people for a long time. Yes. Yeah. So by the you time age. the last episode happens, yeah. Do you I remember? Don't I do. stop believing. I love that episode personally. I actually do too. Anyway. I love every single episode. I, you know, I said I wanted to watch it the night, and this one, you know what her reaction was? Huh. I said, man, I kind of want to watch The Sopranos again now. And I quote, meh. <laughs> meh. I've watched it several times. I think I'm okay. <laughs> you know how disrespectful meh is? Eh. Yeah, maybe eh. it's more of an eh. I think it was a eh. I said, that would be a great <laughs> thing for you to watch after I go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. And I will. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Deanna. We're back to you. <laughs> Welcome back, Deanna. <laughs> <laughs> I have also watched The Sopranos, and it is great. Yes. Yeah. Anyone was wondering. It's a beautiful show. Well, I, I'll say, you know, to kind of land this ship. Land there. this Disney X-Wing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I love. I just love the Star Wars universe. I love the fans. I love the stories. It's one of my favorite things, and I think... It's one of those examples of like, the same with Disneyland fans and Disney fans in general. You love something so much that you you come around again, you start hating it again. That's It's so funny to watch. People are so critical yeah, of Star it's Wars. it's Ouroboros. It's yes. just, right. just eating your own tail. So instead of just being like, oh, more greatness, more of the thing I love. It's, 
I love this so much. Don't mess it up, man. Yeah. <laughs> Which for me is just, that's wildly fun to observe both as a fan, as someone that's not like, there's levels to this. As we discussed, there's Sarah level, there's Ash and I level, then there's Deanna level, then there's the expert friend of hers and it keeps going, man. Yeah. So I, I to all the Star Wars people out there, May the, may force, the fourth be may with the you. May the fourth be with you. And also with you. I have to do it every single time. And live long and prosper. Is that right? Nope. No, no, sorry. God dang it, I'll get it. You can't you can't yeah! take this guy from me. Yeah. Oh, yes. Sound effects. All right, what what other sound effects did you have? I only have those two. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't come that prepared. These have been on there for like since I got this. I was like, I'm gonna put a lightsaber and a gun. Well, as <laughs> a long time <laughs> until now, <laughs> as a as a long time production person and and sound audio fan, the the sound effects in Star Wars are unlike anything uh, else. Man, mm, mm, they're the best. Woo, woo, woo! Alrighty, shall we? Yeah, let's let's uh, depart this Disney X wing that we've landed. Let's do it, man. <laughs> I can see it coming over the horizon. It's landing. Somehow it flies, even though it's in the shape of an X. But we'll just let that go. Yeah, yeah. Next time I'll explain Marvel to Sarah. Thank you. Yay! Yeah. Dude, I, we actually need to do that. Yeah. Let's have her back on. Let's unpack the Marvel Universe. Avengers Campus is opening in a couple months. And we'll have Let's Deanna go. come on to fix everything that we got wrong. <laughs> which oh, which is, is everything. half of it. Yeah, yeah. at least. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot there, too. There's so much there. Let's just leave the fans with just a little bit of a taste of Deanna's Marvel love. Who is one of your favorite Marvel superheroes? Go. Just one? Oh, what an answer. Snap. What an answer. I, I think I think we need to talk about the uh, Miles and Spider-Gwen relationship in the comics. Okay. Already lost. Yeah, I don't I, have a clue. I know where she's at. Who's Spider-Gwen? Is that what she said? The Spider-Verse. Oh, I never saw oh. it. You should see the spider I know everyone Dude, I tells love me that. that. I always forget one. about it. It's so good. Okay. Oh, that that's Sarah. That's like I know. You don't have to be a Marvel fan I know. whatsoever to love that movie. I Oh. I think we need a Spider Ham trilogy. Oh yeah, dude. John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Up in it. I'm I'm down for that. <laughs> All right. Well, as usual. Yeah, we're we doing go. it again. We like said, oh, we're done twice already. This is now the third time we're going to say, I think we're finished. Yeah. yeah. This okay. is how we are with each other, too. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, try getting out of uh, being at an event with these people. It's exhausting. Ashley isn't Irish, and she does the Irish goodbye way better than we do. Yep. Yeah. James and I are like, no, we got to stand around here and wait until there's an awkwardness almost we are irish and we we just we just take the talking a lot the way the irish storytelling and talking and yeah crack That's yes what they call the crack. It. The crack good crack That's yeah right. good crack okay all right deanna thank you for hanging with us we appreciate it yeah for sure you're welcome thanks for wetting my appetite to the clone wars etc <laughs> i hope i didn't spoil too much for anyone who hasn't watched them but you kind of have to spoil a few things to get people to watch them yeah honestly i, I don't think anything's spoiled because i have like i said i have the attention span of a goldfish and, and the, memory. the memory oh so yeah. already all the names you said gone don't remember them they're gone yeah <laughs> so someone could die in the first episode you may have told me already and i don't 
there's nothing. Yeah, right there Don't with you, Sarah. It. Yep, didn't I'm ruin good. a darn thing because I can't remember yesterday, let alone what you just said. I can remember Star Wars characters, but not real people's names. And I'm like, well, you know, you win some, you lose some. That's right. <laughs> you got to pick all what goes in that vault. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, let's close this thing out. Okay. Hey, thank you again, Deanna. It was a pleasure speaking to you. And thank you for everything you do for our show, because we wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. It is my pleasure. Or we would be, but it would suck. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, to the listeners, thanks for listening to another episode of Disney Dependent. See See you real soon. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent. And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Producer Ash. The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WR Hatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram. This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll be back here next week.